welcome to Retro Wars, where each week me and a friend talk about the video games we used to play back when we were kids. Hello, my name is Daniel Carroll, and this is episode 38, and we're talking Super Castlevania 4 for the Super Nintendo. Hello and welcome to the show, thank you very much for joining me. Ah, uh, Castlevania 4. It's weird because we might as well call it Super Castlevania. It was the first one I ever played. It was actually one of the first video games I ever played full stop. Um, my cousin Christopher had the game, he had a Super Nintendo way before I got a Mega Drive and I got to play it and I was too scared to play it. Like if you'd listened, if you were a member of Patreon, I would have put that in there. Yes, Castlevania 4 was one of the scariest games I played back then because it was just horrifying. Like the intro was scary, the, the, the organ playing, vampires and werewolves, the box art looks scary, the fact that there's like a tombstone, you, you put your name in there. I was terrified. I actually never got past the first level and it stayed that way for a long time because I just never played it again. Consoles went forward, I never played. I have played other Castlevania games, but this one I just never did. Now, it's not like the Metroidvania thing we have today. Castlevania this stage was still level-based. And so don't be expecting a big exploring game. It ain't. Castlevania, Super Castlevania 4 is not that. It is a level-based game. Now, my guest for today is a newbie. His name is H-String Fury Gaming. Now, it's his first time on a podcast, and I'm going to put his link in the episode description. So, a bit about him. I watched his YouTube video on his review of Shinobi and Tekken and pissed myself. Pissed myself laughing, although it was absolutely hilarious. I'm not just saying that to bro smoke up his arse. I genuinely thought it was a real good video. If honestly, if you want to find more about him, please get behind and subscribe him. Let's just get behind the guests who come on the show because they're taking the time to help me, so let's help them. Okay, right, let's get into the introduction. And if you're new to the show, we do about maybe half an hour of random stuff and news, what's been going on, questions, and then we'll get on to Castlevania. So if you want that, skip maybe half an hour, although that might be a bit longer today. You'll see why shortly. But first of all, let's get to the plugs. Yes, we've got to get these done. Wherever you're listening to the show, give it a five-star review. Give it a like. Say you think it's a good show. Say it's a bad show. And I'd love hearing someone say this is a crap show. Make me cry. (laughs) But no, give it a review because it gives a chance for more people to listen. Share it on your socials, on your Instagram, on your Facebook, YouTube, whatever you want to do. Another way you can support the show is over on patreon.com forward slash RetroWars. Now, for $1.50 Australian, you get access to your own DLC. You get access to your own DLC. I've, I've balls it up. You think by 30 episodes, I would have got this down. You get access to your own fortnightly show. There we go. Called DLC. Now, I had to give a bit of a sneak peek. And this was what happened last time in episode 12. A games that made me go poop poop. Yeah, number nine, it's not a game. It's not. But it's this sound. Like, don't ask me why. Like, essentially, you can say, oh, it's not, it's not a game. Well, it's on every single PlayStation 1 game. So, yeah, I'm including it. I don't know why, but it scared the hell out of me. Like, as kids, you can become scared of really random things. Like, there used to be a UK t- TV series called Button Moon, and there was another one called Trapdoor. 
I used to be absolutely terrified. They're kids shows. I used to be terrified. Like, you know, that sound is iconic for a lot of people, but it still irks me to this day whenever I hear it. And that was episode 12 of DLC and games that make me go boo-boo. Now, as for next week, um, that's when the new episode DLC comes out. I'm not sure yet. I will think out an idea. And Patreons, you'll find out on Monday when I send out my emails. Where else do you give for your money? We get access to our own Discord, where we want to build our own little community, where we can basically just talk about anything we want. You get the chance to message me one-on-one. You can vote in our Patreon polls. You can take part in any of the things that we do on the show, which are 16 bits of nonsense, survive or die, DLC, or comment on our game of the week. And then just challenge me to fighting game, Pokemon, whatever. I'm starting to get a bit of a backlog now. And I'll just probably... I'll give you a bit of a back uh, update where we all are. And I do like to give it up updates now and again. I think I've got about 16, 16 episodes backlogged, which is really good. And to be honest, that is a big thank you to all the guests who come on. Because my guests, although you may hear them sporadically, they're actually on every, usually every four weeks. They come and we organise a day and, you know, might say, okay, let's do four weeks time with a new game. And for me, I'm trying to get as much backlog as I, as I can so that I can focus a bit more on the advertising side, so that if anyone needs a break, because there's numerous times when some of my guests go, I can't do this week, can we reschedule? Then fine, no problem at all. It also gives me a chance to play some games as well, because someone's going to hit me with a huge RPG, which is going to take me some time. But like, for example, I'm going back to the UK at Christmas. I think that's three weeks, maybe three, four episodes that are going to be shortened down, just unfortunate, and I'm not going to be able to do any recording. So to have those episodes in the bank is great. Like, I'd love to get to the stage where we get, like, six months or even a year worth backlogged. That'd be absolutely fantastic because that takes a lot of the pressure off. I could say to everyone, right, let's have three, four months off, everyone, and then come back. And then, you know, the pressure's off. And because it is, it's a lot to do, you've got to get that sense of routine. Not to say I don't like doing it, I'll make that very clear. I love doing the show, it's absolutely fantastic, and I love interacting with everybody. It's just, I don't want to ever get to that stage where I've got a panic of, oh crap, I've got an episode this week, and I don't have something stored. I don't have a guest to come. So by doing this, I've always got something on the horizon, I've always got something going forward, which is great. Uh, and maybe if I get to the stage of getting more episodes, I might make a new show for Patreon. So I won't, I'm not going to increase the tiers. That's that's not happening. Um, but I might just introduce a new show so you get more for your money. But that's something down the line. Maybe my Patreons, because they do get in touch, we can work out an idea and a show for me to do. So there we go. Okay, so what has been going on? So let's just first of all, I'll ask the plug, I should say. And let's get into our letter section, which I call 16 Bits of Nonsense. This is our letter section where you can basically write in, and so it's a Patreon exclusive, and you can write in about anything you want, whether it be gaming, videos, comics, films, whatever. Just send something in, and I'll do my best to answer. And as always, Captain N writes in, and I'm very always appreciative he writes in. And um, what is your favorite? What's your least favorite video game? This could be a straight-up bad game, one that pissed you off, or just a game you hate because of arbitrary reasons. Now, I thought long and hard about this because, well, yeah, I'm 35 years old and I've played a lot of video games in my time. I'm going to go with Dizzy the Egg. <laughs> it sounds weird, me going for Dizzy the Egg, and if you don't know what that is, yeah, Google them. 
He's a little egg with a little explorer hat on him, little red boots and a pickaxe. If I can remember, he had de- I'm sure he had red boots. I know he had an explorer hat on. I'm not getting the picture up because it was just upset me. So, Dizzy the Egg, why? Now, I had this back on ye old PCs where it was like a, a floppy disk. That was that was the game. And the reason it pissed me off was because I had no idea what I'm fucking doing. I was a kid at this point. And you've got this, this egg who can do like a jump with a cartwheel. And any sort of touch, he's dead. And I was like, where the fuck am I meant to go? There was no internet back then. I couldn't ask my mum for help because Mummy Splinter was absolutely useless. My brother Raf had no idea what he was doing. He was thick. I was like, my, my dad wasn't there. He was, you know, they, he wasn't in the house either. So I was like, where the f- how the fuck am I doing this game? It's not like I could have called the company up and said, oh, do us a favour. Do you have any ideas? I couldn't have gone to many of my local game magazines, my local game magazines, or any of the gaming magazines I read because do you think they were covering Dizzy the Egg? Do you think Dizzy the Egg was on the peripheral? No! They didn't give a shit about PC games. You shouldn't. You should not give a shit about PC games. But they didn't care. So forever and ever a day, I have never finished this game. And I know, do you know, as part of this show, I'm going to have to do Dizzy the fucking Egg, aren't I? I'm going to have to do that fucking... Has anyone even played that game? It's fucking... It's one with what he's, like, wandering around. Wandering around. The box art. It's him, like, him, like, looking all proud as fucking Larry as Muck, whatever. And it's, like, a greeny yellow sky i think that's the one i'm on about do you know what i'm gonna have to fucking google this aren't i hang on i did i googled the box art yeah he hasn't got a pickaxe he's got a little microscope a little te- little microscope what would you call it um telescope oh, yeah the fantastic adventures of dizzy massive two meg game tv advertised game of the month the UK's number one video. Of course, it was UK. Okay, Dizzy the Egg, The Fantastic Adventures of Dizzy. I will cover that game one day, and I will hurt myself. God knows. Uh, I'm going to have to fucking give that game a game. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's just going to piss me off, isn't it? So there, there's your answer. Freaking Dizzy. Jesus. I think I ever mentioned that on this show. Chris Copleen writes, mm, here we go. Danny, I want to apologize for not sharing my feelings on Fatal Frame. Now, if you didn't actually know this, if you listened to last episode, he mentioned about Fatal Frame and he said I give it, he'd give us thoughts, but you know, and that was it. So I had no idea what the fuck he was on about. I didn't want to shamelessly promote my podcast Retro Hangover and share my opinions about Fatal Frame before the episode come out, which will be Sunday, October the 30th at 2 p.m. Eastern Time U.S., I'll make sure to include full details, because he's, he's plugging, bastard, and I'm, I'm going along with it. I'll make sure to include full details on where to find my takes if it pertains to a game that we are playing for the show, or for any games that we play at Twitch, at twitch.tv slash retrohangover, every Sunday at 9pm Eastern Time US. There. There's your plug. Bastard. I better get a freaking plug. And then Raging Demon. You know what? You bastards all join into it with each other. Fucking join in and tag on. Because Raging Demon tags in and goes, How dare you redo our Fatal Frame episode? You are you all ganging up. You all having chats and said, Right, how can we how can we sabotage Danny's new sexual letter section by this shite? You two ridiculous people. I don't even know what Fatal Frame is. I still don't even know what Fatal Frame is. I will listen to the show because I do listen to Retro Hangover. But still! You owe me a plug. <laughs> Bar stewards. Right, that is our letter section. Thank you very much, guys. Now we're going to move on to our new section, which I call Patch 38.0.
Patch 38.0 is our new section where we look at what's been going on in the gaming world and I give my little take with some swear words. However, there's only one thing we'll be talking about this week. Now, I know that there was um, new trailers and new information about Resident Evil 4 Remake and there was also Silent Hill information. Fuck that. I'm covering it all next week. Or oh, don't get me wrong, the Resident Evil 4 trailer looked absolutely incredible. I'm not covering that. We'll cover it all next week. Basically, the main thing we're going to be talking about, and if you have your head up your arse and don't know what you're on about, go on to Twitter, because it all blew up over there. The voice actress, or the original voice actress of Bayonetta, who covered her for the first game, the second game, and any Smash Brothers entries up until that point. Basically, her name was Helena Taylor. She's a British actress, and she came out and on Twitter with four videos and went on a tirade against Platinum Games. Absolute tirade about how she was paid. And there's, I'm going to go through the whole thing because it basically, over like two, three days, it basically just went from one way to another. And if I'm going to start giving my opinion, I need to lay it out there what happened. So if you've read, heard all this before, I'm sorry, but I think it'll do a bit of a disservice before I give my views if I don't explain exactly what's happened. And I made it very careful with this. Oh, oh sorry. Let's just get into this. Okay, so Helena Taylor come out, and I'm not going to read her the whole thing, that rifle flank. It's fucking eight minutes long a video. But she basically said that she was offered 4,000 US dollars flat out to voice Bayonetta for the third game. She claimed that Bayonetta made $450 million, $450 million and that is without including the um, merchandise. She asked fans to boycott the game and donate the money instead to charity. She said she wanted a dignified living wage. She said by doing this, she's breaching the NDA and she's not bothered because she can't even afford to run a car. She then mentioned that in the UK, how bad it is, you've got nurses who are going to food banks. Went after the new voice actor without naming her and saying that she had no right to Bayonetta. It's her character and she should never be allowed to sign things in saying she's Bayonetta or basically even claim the character in any way. And then the final video, she went all biblical which is weird now i was skeptical on those first comments now i had actually a draft of things i was going to say uh, and i will go to those thoughts but then the next day um it was an article came out from bloomberg and it was a guy called jason Scherer, Scherer and i can't pronounce his name and i know some i've heard read some people say this guy's a wanker i don't know i don't know the guy but he, he seems to be representing the other side of it. So his, he basically this whole journal, and I think it's important I've taken certain bits because, again, it sets the groundwork. The videos that Helena Taylor went viral, racking up more than 9.5 million views on Twitter. It's probably more now. Taylor's story touched a nerve among gamers. Voice actors are believed by fans, like beloved by fans, but fail to command anywhere close to what a Hollywood actor makes. Game actors have long complained of being underpaid and underappreciated. Some have said they receive little information about their roles until they show up in the recording booth. The industry operates in such clustering ways that actors sometimes won't even know what game they're recording lines for until it's released. The tensions last last week, basically, they start with negotiations in 2016 when the union representing many voice actors, the Screen Actors Guild, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, orchestrated a strike that lasted nearly a year. I do remember this. One of the sticking points was residuals, meaning compensation for actors where sales of the games outperform expectations. Voice actors gave up that fight in exchange for receiving bonuses based on the number of sessions they work. In the case of Bayonetta 3, so this is where we're going to it, the developer would be determined to rehire Taylor according to two familiar, uh, familiars with the negotiations as well, as documentation reviewed by Bloomberg. Here's where the accounts differ. 
Platinum Games sought to hire Taylor for at least five sessions, each paying three to $4,000 for four hours in the studio, said the people who did not want to be identified because they aren't authorised to discuss private contract negotiations, the at NDA stuff. That would then make a total for at least $15,000. In response, they said Taylor asked for a six-figure form as well form, sum as well as residuals on the game. Platinum declined and followed lengthy negotiations, took auditions for a new actor. Platinum later offered Taylor a cameo in, in game for a fee of one session, which he turned down. In an email, Taylor basically described this as an absolute lie and said that Platinum was just trying to save their ass and their game. She said she stood behind everything she said in the video, and I would like to put this whole bloody franchise, quite frankly, and get on. Sorry, I'd like to put this whole franchise behind me and get on with my life in the theatre. Now, several of Taylor's. That was the article from Bloomberg. And several of Taylor's peers spoke out after her videos. Brian De. Jihad DeHart, who acted in Cyberpunk 2027, and Red Dead Redemption 2, said he was offered $4,000 to work on a non-union project for a big budget game. Sean Chiplock, who voiced three characters in Nintendo's blockbuster The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, said he was paid about $3,000 for that job. Now then, the new voice actor for Bayonetta, Jennifer Hale, came out. Now, Jennifer Hale is a long-time standing voice actress, and we'll get on to her in a minute. She came out and basically said, with regard to Bayonetta 3, as a long-time member of the voice acting community, I support every, every actor's right to be paid well and have advocated consistently for this for years. Anyone who knows me or has followed my career will know that I have a great respect for my peers and I'm an advocate for all members of the community. I am under an NDA and I'm not at liberty to speak regarding the situation and my reputation speaks for itself. I sincerely ask that everyone keep in mind that this game has been created by an entire team of hard-working, dedicated people and I hope that everyone will have an, be open-minded about what they've created. Finally, I hope everyone involved may resolve the differences in an amicable and respectful way. With love and respect to you all, Jennifer Hale. Okay, I thought that was a really good response. Didn't need to say much more, she didn't need to say anything. Very good response. And then Ben Diskin, who is a voice actor, he's done video games and stuff like that. He came out and, and Jennifer Hale actually did like a retweet saying this this point so i'm going to read ben diskins he says i feel critical thinking is a skill that needs to be taught as its own subject in school one if you only hear one side of the story or part of a story you haven't heard the heads you haven't heard the whole story two spreading an opinion based off partial information can spread misinformation three get all the information four then ask yourself where is this information coming from five if the sources seem too biased or unreliable seek better sources six Hear people out and give them the benefit of the doubt. But remember, people lie, people omit, people make mistakes, people misremember, people exaggerate, people misconstrue, people misrepresent, people get confused, people change their mind, people are fallible. 7. We don't live in a world of good versus evil, right versus wrong. We live in a world of nuance and details that matters. Familiarise yourself with as many as you can before you broadcast your opinions all over a public platform like this. Real people can get hurt. It's very important, and I'll mention that why in a minute. And then the final thing I'm going to say is that the VGC, the Video Game Chronicle, they came out yesterday, and they said their sources back up um, that the article from Bloomberg, except for that six-figure claim, they never got that sorted. Now, that Bloomberg actually said they saw, they've seen documentation to suggest what's been going on. I should also mention about, um, I forgot to mention about Helena. Helena's... Um, her rant is that she basically went on about how she was trained i was trained for five years and i wanted people i was trained by this person the legendary this person blah blah blah. i forgot to mention that okay so that's basically all of it now unlike a lot of people 
Um, but a lot of people jumped on the internet straight away making YouTube videos. Of, oh my God, this is fucking disgraceful. How dare she be paid this much? So many jumped on the internet. Like, I, you go back and find out how many jumped onto it. I didn't. I sat there and went, okay. It's one side of it. Let's listen to the other side. Now, not to say I'm better than anybody else. I'm not. But I've come from a critical thinking background. I've done a lot of... Um, my university work is a lot of critical thinking. The roles I've done um, in the legal stuff involve that I have to have a lot of critical thinking. I know I dick around a lot of stuff a lot of time, but I do have a job where I have to be. I have to come in with critical thinking. Otherwise, I'd be rolled over and I'd be in serious trouble. So I looked at this and said, right, wait, let's wait till the other side. Let's wait until more information from the other side comes out. And it has unofficially because it's not come through platinum games although the director went a bit of a twitter rant and banned everyone made me think okay this is a bit off but either way the bloomberg stuff made me go hmm but now i feel i've got my ducks in a row at this moment because i don't think we're going to be getting any more information i think that's done and dusted i think whatever we're going to get this is it so right, let's look at her original statements that's what i'll look at first there was a few things i looked at this she, she said oh, bayonet has made 450 million i was like well, is that revenue or profit that makes a big difference, because if it's profit, well, that's a lot of money. But revenue, obviously, you're not taking costs into consideration, like how much it took to make the game, how much you had to pay advertisers, how much you had to take to pay yourself and other people who made it. Also, where the hell are you getting that from? Where are you getting $450 million from? Again, that could be correct, I don't know, but I was doing my own little bit of digging. And I found a website that showed how many copies of games have been shipped and sold and i saw i showed this website and you can google it if you want it was i found 3.09 million copies of the whole franchise of Bay bayonetta had been shipped now this is this is a neat you have to remember this bayonetta is niche it's not a huge it's not like gears of war it's not like fucking pokemon like pokemon has shipped 440 million units okay put that into perspective a Bayonetta is a unique franchise. I've never played it. I've never played the Bayonetta franchise. There's a, now, let's go by this. Okay, so let's just say roughly 3 million copies were shipped. Again, someone can come back with another figure. I'd like to see it. Um, and let's say 80 US dollars a copy. Again, argument's sake. That's roughly $240 million sold. Where the fuck have we got $450 million from? Someone needs to do some maths or someone needs to actually call me some figures because I... Not that I couldn't find them, but that's just as much as I could find. I was willing to do some digging. Call me lazy, but I didn't have time. But that's what I thought would be a good way to do it. Also, okay, $4,000 for the game. That's how much she said she got in paid in entirely, entirety. And if we're going to base this on what she's in Bayonetta 2, that was around 16 hours work. And if you don't know, think I'm chatting shit on that one. I've got this quote. So that's when she did Bayonetta 2. 16 hours work. And so roughly $4,000 for the game, which is about $250 an hour. Now, there's a few questions I've got to know about that. What did the rest of the cast involved get paid? Were they paid similar wages? Or was that the, you know, is she a one-off? Is she getting paid more? Because no one's come out and said what they were paid. Because I guarantee there were other voice actors in the role. Now, I know a lot of people are saying $4,000 is not a lot of money um for those for doing this huge game however i'm you know we're not talking about somebody who is you know it's 250 dollars an hour uh, 
let's say that you, I understand you can't do that for eight hours. And I know that. Like, I can't podcast for eight hours a day. My throat would blow up. But let's just say 16 hours, so four hours a day. Okay? Four hours a day. I'm sorry. I would love that money. I would absolutely love that. And I was I was going a bit of a rant when she was going on about, oh, oh I trained under this person. I was like, oh, sorry, I think it was seven years worth of training under this person. Yeah, sorry, I trained for years. I went to university, got my first degree, got a master's degree, had to then get another qualification to where I am now. I've done subsequent qualifications since. You didn't see me bitching and moaning, demanding that I get that sort of money. And I'm going to make this very clear. Your job is the entertainment section. And I know voice actors aren't going to like this, what I'm saying, but this is the entertainment section. The job that I do involves people's lives and has a very big impact on people's lives. And then someone can, can easily come back, well, yeah, that's what you chose. Agreed. That's what I chose to do. And I'm not here to bitch, but I'm here to bitch and moan and bait. All I'll say is I can't believe you're bitching and moaning about that. And it's absolutely ridiculous. And I decided to do a little bit more digging about this because I know people are going to come at me. Fine. Helena Taylor has done very little voice acting work. Very little acting work at all in a whole career. If you don't believe me, go check. I made sure I went and checked. She was in Stargate. I think it was Stargate, the Atlantis one. Ooh, didn't know. I'm going to have to Google and find her role in that. But she's done very little voice acting, very little acting work ever since in her whole career. And she's not done any voice acting work in a video game since Bayonetta 2. So I'm sorry, that was eight years ago. What the hell have you been doing since? Like, again, if you want me to compare to Jennifer Hale, I'm going to get into that. You cannot compare the two. Well, you can. But you can't just say because one does... Because I was like, oh, Jennifer Hale getting paid more. She will, and I'll go into why. But I'm sorry, you weren't doing anything at all in that time. And then I've got so much to answer about this. She basically says she what she wants what is a livable wage. What that's objective? What's a livable wage? Like four thousand dollars a week, which is around two thousand. I think it's around two thousand seven hundred pound. If that was the case, £2,700 a week, that is very livable. That is very livable per week. You know, that's every four weeks, that's um, £10,800. Ten grand, £10,000. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, how dare? How fucking dare? How dare you compare yourself to the plight of UK nurses? How dare you? Like, they certainly do a more demanding role than you do. They are the backbone of this nation, and you're con- you dare to mention about the plight of those nurses? I guarantee they work more hours. Well, they do. They work more hours than you for less pay. If you were to get that per week, if you were to get that per month, you'll be getting more than the average UK nurse does. So don't you come to me and compare yourself to a nurse? Just, just, just piss off. Honestly, that you lost me at that. You really did. You know, regardless, take a shot at Jennifer Hale. You lost me then. And I'm sorry, it sounds like you were relying on a huge paycheck from Bayonetta. You were relying on that that 100 grand. That's what you wanted. 100 grand's going to be like 50, 60k. 
pound. You were relying on that. And I get it. Big wigs make money. 100% understand that. I understand how the wheels work. But they're putting up the money. They are putting up the money to do this shit. They put the money to do a risk. It's like any film company. They put up the money. So if the film flops, they're the ones who take the hit. If the game flops, they're the one who takes the hit. That's how business works. And again, if you don't like it, don't do it. It sounds, and I feel bad saying this, you're chasing the dream. You're chasing the dream of being a full-time voice actor like Jennifer Hale. Well, I'm sorry. As I've just earlier said, you've done barely anything to in, in your whole career. And I'm not saying your career is a bad one. That's not what I'm implying. I'm saying you have done very little in comparison to other people. Now, I'm sorry, the dream's not there. I know you've had successful roles as Bayonetta, but to keep chasing it, nothing's happened in those eight years. This is like me. You know, I wanted to be a YouTuber and I made some money from that until that whole thing fell apart. But I want to make, I'd love to make money in podcasting. I would love it. If I suddenly got like a thousand Patreons, I think that'd be amazing. But until then, until, unless that happens, I'm sorry, my job comes first. I have responsibilities. I have a house to pay for. I have my family to look after, bills to pay, food to put on the table. That comes first. This is like me basically having a go at all you lot who are listening going, well, I think you lot should be all, if you're listening to this, you should be paying Patreon. How dare am I not a millionaire? No, this is a side gig for me. For me, this is my psychic. I'd like it to be my main career. It's not. So I'm sorry to say you can't run your car. That's not Platinum Games' fault. You might have been already in that situation prior. So don't put it on Platinum Games because of that. And also, your comment about boycotting the game. Disgusting. Now, we've known that there was going to be a new voice actor for a long time. That was always made clear, but it was it was kind of, oh, he's a new voice actor, we don't know why, we don't know who it is, we'll find out due course. And it kind of blew over. But then for you to come out just before the game is released and say that you should boycott it, I'm sorry, the timing of that is, is terrible. It's absolutely appalling, because you were basically telling people to boycott this. It's not about you. It, this affects so many people. I could go to the credits... I said I did some research. You go to the credits of Bayonetta 2, you'll be scrolling down that page for a long time. Because the amount of people who are involved in making a video game is fucking ridiculous. So you've seen the people who make a movie, like Chris Pratt. I'm going to keep re- referring to Chris Pratt. If he came out just before Super Mario was about to make it, no, didn't like, didn't get paid enough, I want everyone to boycott this film. You look at the amount of people involved in that film. It's not just a voice actress. There's a lot of people involved in making that film. So, sort yourself out. It's dis- I was absolutely appalled you lost me again. Because it's not about you. Jennifer Hale's statement made a good thing. There are other people involved in this game. Now, to take a shot Jennifer Hale, again, it's, I think it's appalling. You have no right to a character. That's like saying Michael Keaton is the only one... Not even Michael Keaton. Adam West is the only one who could ever be Batman. No one else is ever allowed to play Batman again. I'm sorry, times change. Like, what happens if you didn't make the role? Because I know you had to re-audition again. As you should, as anyone should, because voices change. Something might have happened. And rightly so, you you know, you, you were fine to do it, so they wanted to rehire you. But 
what are you saying no one should ever do it again? Like, it's ridiculous. Characters get redone all the time. And to go round saying that she should not be able to do this. Fuck that. Sorry, she's Bayonetta now. You made that choice. You made the decision, not them. And to attack her, basically, Jennifer Hale started getting so much shit. She did nothing wrong in this situation. You should have just not mentioned her. She didn't do a damn thing wrong. And she was getting horrendous messages being sent to her. As if, like, she was in the corner backstabbing you. She had nothing to do with it. I'm sorry, everybody's replaceable. If I suddenly left my job, I'm replaceable. I, that's life. Shit happens. The game needs a voice actress. What are they going to do? Just, you know, oh, fuck it. Oh, Helen is out. Right, let her stop the whole game. Shut up. Shut up. Like, and your last email. Because you're just acting like, oh, God. I like fucking child. You go on and say, oh, well... I'm going back to, I'm just going back to uh, theatre, I want this whole bloody franchise behind you. No, no, no. Don't, don't back down and play like that. You brought this to your doorstep, and to quote Abra and Preach, you chose violence. You woke up and you chose violence. If you watch Abra and Preach, you'll get what I mean by that. But you chose violence, you did. You went on the attack. You went on the attack, and it was ridiculous. You could have done this. You could have made all these comments when you originally stepped down as the role of Bayonetta 2. I would have had a bit more respect for you. But to do it at this point, fuck right off. Absolutely fuck off. You risked so many people's income just so you can have your temper tantrum. If you'd had your temper tantrum at the beginning of the game, when so when you first stepped down, I would have had a lot more respect for you. But to do it now, no, you lost me. And then to cry, oh, I want it behind me. It would have been behind you had it done you weeks ago. It basically sounds like you've gone on a big backlash, based on a big tirade, and it's not worked out, and now you're like, oh, fuck it, the world's against me. And this is before I'd even gotten to Jason's statements. So I'm looking at his information. Now, importantly, he set the background with the strikes and the unions, and basically showed that further digging, Helena would have been paid three to four times the rate they would have been paid. So I think workers usually get about $900 to $1,000 an hour, or per session, I should say. The city she was looking between three to four times, you know, the the, the annual unionized rate. Like it makes, makes way more sense this version of it. And I, and I, they've, I know a lot of people go saying, "Well, he's not revealed his sources." Yeah, that's common. It pisses me off. I'd love him to see the source. I'd love to actually see the, you know, the emails. But she ain't done that either. She's not released those. And if she's got scared of breaching this NDA, well, she's already breached it. Show us the emails. Show us the receipts. Works both ways. Has to. Now, you know, if we can move on to... Because we're going to go on to a lot of other things as well. Jennifer's statement. And as I said earlier, that was a classy statement. Very, very good. She didn't need to say much more. I think she summed it up quite well. Now, the reason why I mentioned about her is you comparing her and Helena. Helena very doing very little. Whereas Jennifer Hale... She's a full-time career as a voice actress. Now, she has a Wikipedia page. And I know a Wikipedia page doesn't mean anything. You can make a Wikipedia page about anyone. I can have a Wikipedia page if Wikipedia would allow it. However, the thing is, on her Wikipedia page, she has her own Wikipedia page for her filmography and for all the roles she's done. So what does that tell you? For a lady not just to have a, a filmography section, to have her own fucking wikipedia page separate to the shit she has done 
What more can I say? That is someone who is a full-time voice actor. Full-time. And then Ben's statement. I thought that was spot on. I said earlier, I've worked, you know, as you know, I've worked in the police. I've worked in the courts. There's always two sides of the story. And I understand then there's the truth. And I don't think we're going to get the truth in this matter, the complete one, because until we get receipts, we're not getting it. Like, do I wish that voice actors get paid well? It sounds like I'm going on like a big tirade here. Like, of course, I hope everybody gets paid a, a livable wage. But this is why the union rates are there. The union rate's $900 to $1,000 per three, four-hour session. I'm sorry, I wish I got that. Like, I do. I, I wish I got that. I really do, but I don't. Now, you know, I've mentioned it. Let's, let's look at... Let's look at Mario. Let's look at a movie. I know there's the obvious one. That's the other final thing I'm going to go into before I go into the conclusion. Is that people are going to go to, well, people in video in films make so much more money. And I guarantee, like, probably like Chris Pratt is going to make millions of the Mario movie. Yeah, he probably will. There's a difference here. Voice actors don't make video games. As You're not going to want to hear that, but it's true. How many times have you played a video game and the video game's been solid, but the voice acting's been totally shite? But it's still been a really good game. You can still enjoy... A, that's the main thing. I mean, you can still enjoy a video game if the voice acting shit. Because the video game is the main thing. If you do not enjoy the video game, it's not going to work. It won't. But if you watch a film, and the film is shite... Sorry, the film's voice acting is shite, you're not going to watch it. It's not. You won't watch it. You'll just be like, ugh, this. I don't want to sit through this. And also, you have to look about... The amount of money that these get films make, a lot of that sometimes is because of the actors they pull. And you want a main example? Look at Black Adam. Black Adam is meant to be reviewed as a stinker. Guarantee it'll do well in the box office. Why? Because it's The Rock. The Rock draws money in. He gets money in. And had the Mario movie, we keep referencing this, um, had absolute nomads, absolute no actors with no name, involved people would have like well this is a second rate movie um there wouldn't have been you know from that first time they mentioned this is who are these are oh, it's obviously not being taken seriously if they're not getting the big actors to come in you wouldn't you can't win they are i don't get me wrong they make so much money which is silly um but that is that's that's how it works <laughs> that is how it works I know people are going to listen to me and go, that's ridiculous, but I'm sorry, that is the situation. You can play Breath of the Wild, and if the voice acting was shite, you'd still play Breath of the Wild, and you'd still say it's one of the best games ever made, even if the voice acting is absolutely terrible. That's, that's just a fact of life. I'm sorry. Oh, Who am I siding more with? Well, to be honest, I'm siding more with Bloomberg's account. And bear in mind, as I said, VGC have also backed that up. But again... Until you see receipts, I understand that. I just felt her timing of Helena's timing was absolutely horrific. And is proper backtracking because it's not gone her way. I do believe she's chasing the dream we all want. But it's not worked out for her. And I think she wanted that huge pay pay gap. That's her pay gap. That huge pay um, check with the residuals. And that would have been her set. I do believe that's what it was. Um, I think her jabs at Jennifer Hale without mentioning was shocking. Like... Whatever happens now, her voice acting career is over. It's gone. No one is going to hire her anymore. She wants to go back to theatre. All the best. I hope she does has a good time there. She does well. 
And I hope she's able to sort herself out because it does sound like she's going through really bad financial trouble. I don't wish her ill will. I don't want her to be on the streets. I don't want that. But I'm kind of saying fuck you to the way it's all been handled. But I, you know, I don't want to see anyone poverty. I don't. And for listeners, well, I think the moral of the story is this. You listen to both sides of the story. Everyone was very quick to jump on the bandwagon until the other side came on. And it's amazing how many people have backtracked. Like, I ran a poll on my Twitter, and 90% didn't believe Helena Taylor. You know, what are you going to do? Are you going to boycott the game? Uh, you going to play it? I know I've been seeing loads of memes of people running in to the store with that Arthur meme, running in with his hood up, his head with Bayonetta 3 running out the store. I think that's brilliant. Like, I've never played Bayonetta 3. I'm sorry, of course I've not played Bayonetta 3. I've never played Bayonetta. I have no interest in playing her as a Smash Brothers character. I have no interest in her. But that's not to say maybe something might pipe my interest in the future. But for you guys, it's up to you. you I'm not going to tell you how you spend your money. You want to buy it, go for it. You don't want to want to boycott it, fine. But just remember that Helena Taylor was a cog in a huge fucking wheel. And to boycott it on those grounds is ridiculous because a lot of people will be affected if this game flops. A lot of people's families will be affected. So just have that when you're making your decision. And yeah, that's probably all I'm going to talk about for the news because, yeah, I wanted to go on a bit of a rant because I think this is... I think this was probably needed to happen. And I wanted to give my point across and there it is. So you might agree with it, you might disagree with it, but that's where we can have a chat. If you do, if you want to disagree with me, come over at Twitter at RetroWars UK. Great. Join this Patreon and talk to me there. Great. I don't mind Discord, as long as you're not going, oh, fuck you, hope you fucking burn. No, that's not Discord. Come on, let's all think about this. Think about this realistically. So, right, let's move on. I've gone enough about this, and let's go on to something a bit more positive, which is Sticky Duppy Jinjo. Uh-huh. Sticking up your Jinjo is where we look at your gaming achievements, or where you, f- you may have finished a game story, you may have 100%ed everything, or you just can't beat a boss and you've been frustrated. And basically, I want you to give you submissions into at RetroWars UK over on Twitter. And we've got nothing this week, which I don't care about in the sense of I'll keep going. I always say I keep going. This could be the whole thing. Nothing ever comes on this show. Nothing ever comes on Sticking Up Your Jinjo. One day, one day it will become the most best ridiculous thing I have on this show, I guarantee now. But for now, nout. However, our next game, <laughs> moving swiftly, <laughs> swiftly on, is for Survive or Die. Hey, listen! Now, Survive or Die is where we get two things and we basically ask the question... Well, let's look. It could be a franchise, it could be characters, and we've got them both tied up. One of them's going to die, and one of them's living. And considering we're talking about Castlevania this week, I decided to look at the Castlevania and the Metroid franchises, the ones who make up the Metroidvania franchises, and basically say which one should basically live and which one should die. Should Should Captain N? Should Castlevania have its brain smashed in, or should it be Metroid? So... We have responses. Captain N, he says, I always have a hard time getting into either of these franchises, but the one I'm going to keep, I'm go- keep going back to is Metroid, so it should survive. Castlevania hasn't been fun to me since Simon's Quest. 
I can't disagree with that because I've not played Simon's Quest. So I need to. I will play Simon's Quest one day, and then I can let you know, Captain, whether I agree with that. Cat Chris Coplin, Metroid should die. For the most part, they have some of the most annoying fan bases who make it sound like Metroid is some sort of earth-shattering important franchise despite no one going out to buy it compared to other Nintendo franchises, though Nintendo has always thrown out some marketing might behind it. You might you want to know why Castlevania should survive? Because unlike Metroid, not every Castlevania needs to be a Metroidvania. There are a bunch of games, quality games, that came out before Simply the Night that are some of the best action platformers made for their systems. Second, they're just better than Metroid. They weren't called Metroidvanias until Symphony the Night came out, which was after three Metroid games released over three systems. This shows that Castlevania truly defined this type of gameplay moving forward. If it wasn't, even the genre would just be called Metroid type. But you know what? It wasn't as good, never will be as good, and the Metroid fanbase just need to accept it. There, Danny, was that fucking long enough for you? Yeah. That was great. Thanks, mate. <laughs> you don't know why he's so pissed off. It's because both him and um, Raging Demon... Basically, when we did um, Who Should Live or Die, Jill Valentine or Chris Redfield last week, basically just gave five words each. I was like, you fuckers. This was meant to have a lot of conversation, and you did five words each. So thanks, Chris. Appreciate that. And he's right. I think there are a lot of things. He's made a good, very good point there in a sense of Metroid type. Yeah, it was only Castlevania, though, so the held Metroidvania thing, till... till um, Civ the Night came out. I completely agree with that because, as I said at the beginning of this video, Castlevania 4 and the ones prior to that were all level-based. So they weren't Metroidvanias. So yeah, there we go. And Raging Demon, he says, I like Metroid, though Chris makes a strong argument and I've never really played Castlevania. Triumph or die, face it straight. Okay, I think Castlevania should survive just so I can play it. So basically, Raging Demon, you basically just sucked up to the teat of Chris. That's what you've done. That is what you've done. That's going to make an interesting conversation when I speak to you on Tuesday. So what, my opinion, what is the right answer? And the right answer for me is Castlevania should survive. I'm with Castlevania. I do think the Castlevanias have a lot more to them. I do agree they didn't become Metroidvanias until Symphony of the Night. And that's often considered one of the best games of all time. But I think I just prefer the lore more. I prefer the whole, you know, using a sword, using a whip over using guns. I just... Don't like that sci-fi element. Don't get me wrong, I like Metroid games. I have to make that very clear, I do. Because I like Metroid Prime. And I really am looking forward to Metroid Prime 4. But this, the sad thing is, we're not going to get any more Castlevania games. But do you know one thing that massively swayed it for me? And if you've been following this show, you'll know what it is. It's the fucking anime. Like, I God fucking love the Castlevania anime. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, I suck that thing's dick all day long. Sorry, mum and dad, there's always one. But I, I will. It's just fucking incredible. Season four of Castlevania is one of the best things in anime. I'll fight you all to the death for that. I will die on that fucking hill. But I, you know, I had a great time playing um, Castlevania 4. And if you're going to give me the two, Castlevania 4 or Super Metroid, it's, it's going to be Castlevania 4. It will. And I've recently played both on the Super on the GBA. I've played some of the games on there. Had a great time with them, but had way more fun with Castlevania. I just did. So, sorry, Metroid, you're getting the Lucille treatment. You're getting smashed in your head in with a baseball bat. And you're going to be a bloody mess. And you're going to be thrown to Riley. And the rest of your, your monsters and the Metroids can have you. So, there we go. That is Survive or Die. Thank you very much for playing. If you want to play, come over at patreon.com forward slash retro wars. 
and join the discussion. So what have I been up to? Um, we'll get into a little bit soon. I was meant to be going to Canberra this week. Uh, unfortunately, it's pissing it down. A horrific rain, golf-sized hailstones. So we just decided, you know what? We're going to delay it and we'll go in November. Um, I'm playing footy again back in goal. Um, because the regular season's now over, so I'm back playing five aside in my regular position, which is great. I've only heard uh, um, a few, will you just fuck off, um, which is great. I always love hearing that as a goalkeeper. So what have I been playing? And I'm playing triangle strategy. I'm still playing that on my lunch breaks. I'm having a great time with that. Really good fun. Um, Gregory's Horror Hotel, or Horror Show, I finished that. That's done. That'll be actually next week. I only finished it because it's just a Halloween spooky game. Um, so it's not often I finish a game and then it comes straight on the show, but I needed another scary one, so that is coming out. And I've also started playing some Fatal Fury 2 in preparation for a future video. And actually, you know what I was saying about voice actors? You want to look at something with horrendous voice acting, go watch the Fatal Fury 2 anime film. Fuck me. That is bad voice acting. Jesus. Oh, bleh, bleh. But enough about that. That is it. So, yeah, Castlevania. We've been... 45 minutes. Jesus Christ. So, Castlevania. I did I did play this again. Had a great time. I, um, Eight String Fury Gaming came to me and said he wants to play that. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to give it a go. I did finish it. I did completely finish it. Had a great time with it. Um, it's hard. It's a hard game. And as you'll actually hear about in the chat, we don't talk about the graphics for ages. I this It looks great. Like, I played this and thought, Jesus Christ, this still holds up today. I, I could have downloaded that from, like, an indie game. I would have paid. Someone's like, would you pay $15, $20? Yep. Would have paid it straight away. I have no qualms paying that for this because it just looks that good. And that's the thing. That's that Super Nintendo charm that a lot of Super Nintendo games can hold up today. That's why the Game Boy Advance was one of the most underrated consoles ever because all those games just hold up that style. Are, oh, just superb. But enough about that. Let's get into the sh- let's get into the, the podcast. We've been doing this long enough. So I'm going to just put some music on. And when I come back, me and 8-String Fury Gaming are going to be talking Castlevania 4, Super Castlevania 4, which came out for the Super Nintendo in Europe on November the 23rd, 1992. Fuck me, I'm old. Making his debut to the show is Anthony from the 8-String Fury YouTube channel. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Oh, not too bad, not too bad. Now, I have to say, Anthony, I watched your video on Tekken and Shinobi, and I pissed myself laughing. And I thought, right, you are the final piece of all the guests I want to get onto this show. And I think it's criminal that you've only got, like, what, 500 subs? Uh, right now, it's about 920. Not literally. If you follow me, watch, get onto this man. Like I'm gonna put it on my because I, I I've had to give up YouTube because I got blacklisted. Fucking YouTube. Um, yeah, that's what happens when you put pictures of a, bo- a boobies covered up. That's what happens. You get blacklisted. So don't do that. Oh my god, this is an insult. It, it was. It was an ultimate insult. I got blacklisted. I got shadow banned. They denied it, but it's definitely a thing. But honestly, H-String Fury, if you want to laugh, you, you get it with this man. And I know you want, you were saying about Tekken, but you came to me with it being Halloween week and said you wanted to do Super Castlevania 4. Oh, yeah. Now, did you play this as a kid? Uh, no, I played it more as an adult than a kid. I Well, I, I played it as a kid. 
because I know I'm probably a bit older than you, and I actually was too scared. <laughs> I was like, fuck, <laughs> this game is too scary when it's not scary at all. It's piss not scary, but I was a child and just pooed myself. Yeah, yeah what is it? It's got like skeletons, bats, and like a Frankenstein monster for the kitties. It's like it's like another kindergarten Halloween game. They, they should have just called it Boo Haunted House or some shit. They, they should, do you know what, though? I'm gonna, they called it Super Castlevania 4, and I've already got gripe with that immediately because right. it's not Super Castlevania 4. It makes it sound like it's the fourth game. Well, it is and it isn't. It's a remake. Yeah, it's a retelling of like the first game. Yeah, so just call it Super Castlevania. I mean, it is super, but I don't know about the four part. Yeah. Someone's probably thinking, oh, I've missed the first three. No, you haven't. It's just number one redone. Although, to be fair, it is a fantastic remake. But oh yes, I was like, no, just call it Super Castlevania. But I haven't played the ones on the NES, so that will probably haunt me if I start playing them. Yeah. What if I told you this wasn't the first time they remade the first game? That they had like, they had like computer ports. They had like an MSX game that's similar to the first one. Like even Castlevania Chronicles, like that that had like that had a reboot of the first game as well. Jesus, they're trying to milk that already. It's like shit. So let's remake this several times. I'm surprised we've not had any more remakes of it since. Yeah, and this is before Pachinko Machines, so so yeah, they're definitely milking it hard. If you get to milk it, milk it hard, and that's that's what's upsetting because we don't see any more Castlevania games. Freaking Konami, but I wish we did because I this. I know we got um, Symphony of the Night. Symphony of the Night was one that kind of made that um, Metroidvania thing a thing. But this was back to levels. And I was like, right, okay, how many levels are actually... I went back to it. When you messaged me and said, can we do this game? I went back to it and thought, okay, let's actually try and finish it. And I said, okay, there's nine levels and then there's levels A and B. Yeah. What? Why yeah, I held a I held a gun to his head and told him, "Hey, we're we're playing this game, whether you like it or not." So, uh... I don't know. I did. I went as soon as he said to me, "I was like, for fuck's sake, all right, fine." And I I did. I, I went through it. I gave it a good go. And you know, don't get me wrong. I love this game. I thought it was a really good game, and I will suck its dick. I thought it was a great game. However, there are a lot of things about this which really piss me off. I don't know if you felt the it... same. It's it's still a Castlevania game at heart. Well, it is. It is. And so, like, so yeah, it's it's gonna have like those those bullshit moments too. Do you know what were the, the things when I remember when I was a kid and I never understood when I was whipping round candles, right? I was like, I'm getting hearts. I was like, why is that not not healing me? I understand that now, but as a kid, I was like, why is that not giving? That's a heart. Why is that not giving me health? I didn't understand why that was doing it. Yeah, why are there meat in these walls? You know, like, why would you eat them? Yeah. This castle's like thousands of years old. Yeah, why are you eating, just randomly eating meat? I suppose this comes back to, like, when you have to face Dracula for the end, right? I know this is a skip to the end boss, but in between stages, he gives you meat. Okay, that sounds horrendous, but (laughs) you're taking Dracula's meat. But he just gives you health. What are you playing at? Yeah, I mean, there's, like, there's like boss fights where it's like there's one boss you beat him and then there's like three candles full of like meat and like Konami knew that they knew that people were going to get their ass kicked by this boss well, yeah but I just don't understand why everyone thinks oh that's a good idea there's some meat I've been dealing with you know the monsters all day I'm just going to eat a chunk and that'll, that'll restore my health again I'm with you it's thousands of years old castle I wouldn't go anywhere I'm surprised he wasn't like keeled over shitting himself before a boss I know, right? 
this is Simon Belmont. This is the, the, the plot. There's not really a much of a plot, is there? It's Simon Belmont, basically a is Dracula's back after a hundred years, and he's gone to go bitch slap him. That's basically the plot. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. He's got a whip. He's basically just going to whip Dracula. You know, yeah. save the world, eat some wall meat. You know, it's, it's he... 1691. This is this is what they consider fun. Oh yeah, <laughs> but you know what though? I was thinking about this. Okay, if you know, because in the Castlevania timeline, this is not the first Castlevania. But if you know he's coming back every hundred years, do you not think you make like a breeding machine and maybe I don't know, prepare for this shit? Like you know it's coming. Like just have an army of Belmonts. Like literally have them all. Popping out babies left, right, center. Yeah, like Dracula pops out of the grave and he just gets stomped by a bunch of Belmonts as soon as he pops his head out of the dirt. Yeah, wouldn't that wouldn't that make sense? Because when you come when you come to the castle, he's had plenty of time to get his forces. It's like, what was everyone doing during this time? I know they probably can't send emails around at that time, but surely, yeah, I'm with you. As soon as he wakes up, I'm alive. <laughs> Fuck off, die. That would end of the game. True, but the Belmonts would probably have to find like real jobs if they. You know, put Dracula away for good. Oh, yeah, that that'll be quite good. Seeing them like work in the fields, like oh fucking. They hell. actually have to get real work. Yeah, not just like what was it? Have you, did you see ever seen the Castlevania anime? Oh, uh, the Netflix one. Yeah. Oh yes. We we basically just sit in a bar and drink. That'll be that'll be me. I'll be done. Yeah, good. Yeah, Trevor, the uh, the raging alcoholic. Does that thing? What if you don't give them work, they just become alcoholics? Basically, I've never played that game either. There's so many games I haven't played, but oh, yeah. I think the oh, main yeah. the main thing that annoys me with <laughs> Castlevania, or especially with this game, is the fucking stairs. That is my one fucking beef with this game. No, it's the worst. It so if you've not played it, you can go up the stairs like basically press up, and you will start heading up the stairs, and you can jump through them, but. If you say go up, say the screen goes up because and the screen locks, and basically if you then go down those stairs or jump through those stairs, you're dead. You've suddenly died. It's like what the fuck? What the absolute bullshit fuck? Ridiculous. Yeah, it's even more fun when there's like two or three like Medusa heads flying around, and they put like birds and stuff and just aerial enemies. It's it's never fun. Yeah, because you've got Simon's got a knockback. Like, if he gets hit by an enemy, he does, like, a, a soccer slash football jump. Like, oh, I've been attacked! And then he's like, he, he must fly, like, three, four feet. And I was like, well, that wasn't fun. And he's usually down some stairs or down in a pit. And it's like, you're yeah. having a laugh. Yeah, maybe if the, like, Medusa head was, like, flying at him at, like, the speed of sound, I would understand that. But it's like, it's just, he just gets, like, lightly touched. And he's like... <laughs> it is, isn't it? It's like the slightest touch. And he goes, oh! Kill, kill me now! But yeah, those fucking Medusa heads. Like fuck, they are annoying. I think as we were saying about that knockback, Konami know what they're doing because like there were certain enemies where they place them by a pit. It's like you fuckers, you little shit. Yeah, they know. They fucking gonna hurt me. But the, yeah, the Medusa heads and the birds. Oh, so the Medusa heads basically have they have differing patterns, so they don't just come in the same pattern. They have different arcs that up and down, up and down. And there's one particular bit in the game where you have to whip onto like a hook and this, and then you leave, leaves you on a little platform when the stage is rotating. Great bit of design, but then the Medusa heads come in from all sorts of directions. Oh yeah. That's, that's fun. 
the uh, mode seven room. It's yeah, it, it it is fun, but then it's not fun because again, it's instant death. You like you get hit once, you're probably dead. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like just a room full of spikes, and I think all the spikes in that game are instant kill. Yeah, they are. Every spike is instant kill. And again, this comes back to that sort of thing. Even if you would say walk into the spike on the side, dead. Yep. Again, bullshit. So there's got to be some. There's got to be something. Let's have the Sonic principle. You walk into this, uh, into it from the side, you're fine. But instant death, freaking hell, it's brutal. Yeah, the world's a the world's greatest uh, vampire hunter, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> just fall some spikes. But you just mentioned that uh, that room, that mode seven room. Did you do the same as me? Because so I jumped up, whipped it. Got on the platform, faced the Medusa heads, and the room's rotating. And I was like, oh, okay, so I need to make this big jump to the left. Did you do that? Uh, no, I, I kind of waited, and I saw the, the room was like going to rotate again, so I, I just whipped up. Well, you were and then, and then, you were clever. Yeah, and then at one point, I was like, okay, where where's the platform? Because Simon can't make this jump. And then it just very slowly shows up. Yeah, see, that's what you were meant to do. I didn't do that. I thought, oh... I'm going to try and make that jump. <laughs> you are well, correct. Simon can't Foster's. make that jump. But I, he absolutely can't. No, I thought I was doing something wrong. I was like, what the fuck? Well, but then, yeah, obviously, if I just waited, it would have been fine. I would have had no problem. Yeah, it's not like the game's going to tell you, like, hey, hey, wait for this very slow platform to finally appear. Oh, that would have been great. That would have been the absolute tits if it just said that. But no, I suppose what do it, it's old gaming. And when I say old gaming, it's a hard game. Oh, yeah. It's a very, it's, I suppose we now as gamers were quite easy because we expect our, you know, to be handheld through things. But this is the era where you get one game for Christmas and that's it. So you're going to practice constantly where we haven't got time now. I don't know if you think that's the case as well. I feel like there were like a lot of video games that were just hard just so they can like sell Nintendo power copies. Like it's the perfect hustle. Just make oh, your yeah. game cryptic as shit to sell to sell subscriptions. It's definitely fucking cryptic. Like I I've been playing some really old Nintendo games and realizing, holy shit, this these are hard. Like playing Turtles 2, the arcade version, is fucking impossible. And like I love the turtles, but I had no chance like this. I'm not even gonna lie. I save scummed at the end, the beginning of each level. I'm I'm not ashamed to say that. Yeah, I played the uh, anniversary collection, so they have like save states on there as well. Oh, I didn't play, and I played it on my um, my Vita that got sick. It's just one of those things. It got sick, and it suddenly appeared. I don't know how it appeared, but it did. Yeah. What what's That's... what's the anniversary collection like? Uh, it's uh, it's not bad. It's got like uh, well, there's there's a bunch of them. There's the there's one with like a whole bunch of like the retro ones, like one, two, three. The Game Boy ones are on there, uh, and then there's another collection that's just Rondo and Symphony, and then there's a third one that's just the Game Boy Advance ones and and Dracula X. So yeah, that they... one's cool because you can, yeah, it's cool. You can like play like the Japanese version of the game like right on the fly. Well, that'd be quite cool. I'd like that. Like I've only ever yeah. played. I haven't played many Castlevania games. I played. I need to play Symphony of the Night properly. I need to give that a go. And I've done the one where it's not Rondo of the Moon. Um, it's one of the the Game Boy Advance ones when you become like white haired Dracula. I finished that one. Uh, that's uh, 
I want to say Aria of Sorrow. That's the one. Yeah, I finished that one. I enjoyed that one. Um, Great one. That that was good fun. But this one, I think, yeah, like I I did enjoy it. And like there were times where I was getting pissed off with the amount of insta kills. Like there was um, near the end, there's a room where you've got to go up the stairs as quick as you can. Because if you don't, Dracula somehow has these spinning blades which can come after you, which doesn't explain how the hell they're moving, but they're coming up the stairs after you. And you've got it's to magic. Make... It is fucking magic. It's bullshit. Don't 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 do magic. I don't believe in magic with you know zombies everywhere. Um and you've got to make these ultimate jumps with your whip. And if you don't do it, dead. Instant death. It's like again with the instant death bollocks. Yeah, the collapsing stairs and the uh and the platforms that like rise up and there's like spikes on the ceiling. Oh, yeah. And there's one point where the spikes come at you so quick. You think you've got a second to like take your breath and get your jump ready. You've got to go. You just got to literally fly into the night and hope Celine Dion's going to catch you because you've got no chance with this thing. And not even Celine Dion can save you, man. No, she she was singing me at the top waiting for me. No, it's like, fuck, I'm dead. Can't, she can't help me. Yeah, yeah, it's like the spikes are like like sort of off screen, but then they just the plat because the platforms move up so fast, like it's it's just like instant. If you're like in the wrong spot, like there's no way for you to dodge it. No, and because you can't like go back because you've got the spinning blades, and if you go down, you've got the instant. And that's the thing: you if you went down, you probably would have landed on a platform, but because it's out of shot, that means death. It's like, Bullshit! Let the screen go down. Right, uh, yeah, this is the room where uh, Dracula goes, uh, you, you know, fuck it. <laughs> just everything. Yeah, just, you think you just do that at the beginning? Fuck it, just do everything. Just kill the cunts, just kill him. Yeah, yeah, the game's like, okay, he's he's gone far enough. Yeah. I, I was, we were just going, those, we were just going easy on him this whole time. Yeah, now, now we're just going to ramp it up a little bit and that'll be the end of that. But do you know what? Because like I thought the enemies in this game were really good. There was a really good diverse amount of enemies. Like every level had their own. I never thought right. they like pissed me off. The only thing I know with the enemies is like literally you go off screen to the right for a second, and when you go left, they're back again. What? Yeah. Just... Textbook Castlevania. Yeah, te- it's like I just killed you. I was like, this is ridiculous. And it's not that you get anything for it either. It's not that like you get money or you know health for killing them. You just got to kill them all over again. It's like, you bastard. I'm too old for this shit. Yeah, yeah, good old NES bullshit. And uh, yeah, it's, there's like one spot in the game where I think you have to like whip like this, this, this like ring that's on a conveyor belt so it can like move you to the right. And there's like just a, a skeleton waiting for you. And if you, and like I messed it up at one point because when I got to the platform, there's supposed to be one, but then all of a sudden just three of them showed up and it's like got a piss right on the other side. It's like you are having a joke. You having it like, and then you can't just you know maybe use a streets of rage approach and I fuck I'll just jump on it because no 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 Simon will will die fuck <clears throat> and then you like you're probably dead fuckers oh yeah and you've got items in this game as well um, which vary from like the cross to magic water holy water to a boomerang. What was your favorite item in this? It, it, there's all it's only the cross and nothing else it is isn't it it's only yes. the cross that's all you need it literally solves all your problems yeah like i i freaking i load a save state when i get the knife by accident i just i can't do this it's not fun the knife's bullshit but the cross is so good because it's a boomerang and it comes back so like i didn't realize for ages you know when you get those like 
one of the items you get is like a number two, number three. I had no idea what they were for yonks. Oh yeah, yeah. It allows you to throw like two or three at, at once. Yeah, it allows you to have more on the screen, and then but once you get number three, the game becomes your bitch. Oh yeah, because you got when you get the bosses. I just all I do when I attack the bosses and just start. I just become a ninja. And just start throwing these crosses like everywhere. I don't care where they're going. I just have it. So it's literally just a cross mine of death. They, they just they melt. The bosses just melt. Did they do when you got the crosses? With a knife, it's not as fun. But yeah, with the cross, they 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 just melt because you're whipping them. You've got like a split second after you throw a cross to whip them, and then the cross comes back for another hit. It's like this is great. This is superb. It's the one time I felt really overpowered going into bosses. Yeah, those bosses don't really have that many iframes either, so you could just like go nuts with it. You can no, kill them don't. in like seconds. You yeah, for some of them you can really yeah, they've got barely any invincibility. But some of them are like a oh, shit. Some of them are really good. I, the dancers was the most bullshit one. Just it because... just pops in. It just pops in, and you just get a free hit. They get a free hit on you. Yeah, it's like cheers, and the like. You should try and jump over them. Nope, they'll just track you. So eventually, when I got my boomerang times three, I was like, right, this will sort you out, dickheads. And it did. I was like, I want a shit boss. I'm going to face two people dancing. I was like, that's a shit boss. Oh yeah, the the dancers are, are not they're not fun to fight. Like like a lot of their projectiles, you can you can cancel out, and as long as you just know to avoid them, you know it's really simple. You say simple. I tried multiple times against them. They were the well, they were the only boss that gave me real trouble. Was the dancers? Uh, dude, there's like one boss like towards the end of the game, like after the uh, the stairs and the buzzsaw. It, it, he has like he has like a stick. It's like a pterosaur or some shit. Every time you hit him, he flies to the top of the screen and he comes back down. Oh yeah, that was a dick. I hate it. That's the worst boss for me. I, oh, I hate shit, this boss yeah. with passion. Yeah, I forgot about him. And literally, because it's like he doesn't give you the opportunity because Simon moves like a freaking snail. And you have a, he goes up and then yeah, he comes back down and you've got barely an opportunity to even like dodge it or dodge your hit. No, I agree. That is a, that's a bullshit boss. Oh my God. There's like no like tell for like when he's going to like lunge at you either. He just does it. Yeah, it's like, again, and even if he does lunge, you, you might be able to react. You've got no time because he, so you've got no ability because Simon moves like an absolute bitch to dodge it. Dude, that, that, that boss kills my deathless run every time. What's, what's a devil's run? Is that like a no uh, hit? Uh, no, a uh, deathless. Oh, a deathless. Like, what is it? Devils? Like, what the fuck is devils? No, yeah, I can imagine that would, that would fuck me over. That would absolutely fuck me over. The only other, because like some of the, the bosses like were a bit crap. Like, nothing to write home about. Um, a majority of them were were yeah they were they weren't so hard no yeah, they, they expected were, more yeah the only ones which started giving me a bit of trouble like and i always love it and i remember when i played the game boy one was death death was a bastard no, he's a, he, yeah he's a bastard because he, he's throwing he's throwing like um sides yeah the sides, yeah. Yeah, the sides I, they track you now yeah, they do. They track you. And the only way I realized to stop it is just use, uh, whip it. That makes complete sense. And once you do that, it becomes doable. Yeah, you hold the, you just hold the whip out like with, with, the, with the whip button and you can just like you can just stop them with the whip. Yeah, I, I, it took me a while to realize just holding because that's why yeah, you can hold the whip. 
just hold the attack button, which is quite cool. And Simon like puts it in front of him. It's like he's dangling it, like piss off, don't go near me. But yeah. when you have that, it makes it so much easier because yeah, they just hit it and that's the end of them. Right. And then he does this like attack where he like throws his like big stick at you and he it spins around the room and he kind of holds his arms out like he wants to give you like a big hug or something. Yeah, he just doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. He's like, cuddle, cuddle. I kept I was like, please keep doing that. Please, let's just keep doing that move over and over again because it's easy to time the jump over the scythe. But right. I'd rather that. It's like, I can get a few hits in. It's not a problem. Stop throwing your little scythes around. It's not a problem. But no, he was being a dickhead, wasn't he? But no, he took me He took me a few times. And then Dracula, I felt really embarrassed when you messaged me and actually sent me a video after you finished it, teabagging Dracula. I was like, you bastard. Listen, listen, it's one thing to kill a man, but to but to crush his spirit is something else. <laughs> you freaking I was like, I didn't realize I thought the game had stopped. No, there's you just freaking teabagging away. I, I can't lie. I was struggling with Dracula. Um and I went to did that little oh, there's a hidden bit here to get free items. I just did that. Oh yeah, the, the invisible platform. The invisible platform. I was like, right, yeah. you put it in there, Konami. I'm using it. Thank you very much. And you get like full health. You get um, all 100 weapons, basically, and yeah. the triple weapon. So I went in there and just started throwing stuff for fun. Right. Yeah, Yeah. sometimes I, I do that and I, I die trying to get back. Yeah, I just, it's, I it's tricky, isn't it? Yeah. Like you, you, I, I, I died a few times trying to get it. And I was like, oh, for piss sake. But it's it was, once I figured it out, it was all right. But I thought that's a nice little trick to put in there that they didn't have to put it in but i think i would have struggled a lot harder had i not um did that done that because i'm not as good as castlevania's other people like if you're doing deathless runs then you're a lot better at this game than i am yeah the, the like like i said this game's not it's not easy it's, it's a pain in the ass and that's even that's not even the worst part about it there's like a second quest in the game is it uh it's just they just add like they just add like a hundred bats to each room and like the skeletons take like an extra hit. Like they, they add like basically. a ton. They just add like a ton of enemies. Really? Oh, no, I'm not doing that bullshit. Like I've, I've done my chores with Castlevania now. I'm not, I, I, do you know what? I would play again though. I did enjoy myself, but I don't think I could do a hard mode. I think they've got the patience for a freaking bat fest. Oh yeah. It's great. It's like, I think there's like, I think it's the ballroom where it's like every like five steps you take, a bat shows up. Oh, Jesus. No, absolutely no. I'm not playing that game. Well, for you, like what are the good, what are the bad things? What are the things that annoy you? Because you played this game a lot more than me. Uh, let's, well, yeah, like I said, the hard mode is kind, of kind of a letdown in that regard. And I, I do remember there's like one spot in like the treasure room where you're on those platforms that, that disappear when you step on them. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> And so yeah, they put like so they put this platform here that you're supposed to jump to. There's like a gold skeleton waiting for you, but but and it knocks you off like immediately into into the pit and kills you. Yeah. But that's not the worst part about it is that they they put a bat there too. So it's like it's not it's not bad enough that we put this like golden skeleton here. There's also got to be the, this bat as well. Yeah, we're, like not, an we're extra, not fucking round. It's just an extra fuck you, you know. <laughs> You must love that when the game's like, right, how can we go to the player? Fuck you. <laughs> I think that's great. I think that's absolutely superb. And I'm with it. Like, 
Again, I think if those moments weren't in there, this game would probably be too easy. Oh yeah, like like the fact that you can control your jump alone just just like makes the game like a million times easier. But he still jumps like tiny though. He still he's like Mega Man. He just doesn't jump enough. No. Any, any other gripes that you have with this thing? Uh, let's see. And uh, I know like a lot of the other like side weapons are just kind of useless, really. Yes. When, when all you have, like with the cross, like the, the the clock, I still I still use it from time to time, but like I'm not using anything else. No, it's 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 not, is it? It's there's nothing else really to play with. But as it for me, I I like this game, and yeah, there are some problems with it. But you know, it can't be freaking perfect. But I think more of the problems are just more. Oh, it's just a sign of the times because maybe that's like the fact you couldn't go down, so you couldn't go down or whatever was just an unfortunate consequences have how they've got it set up. So I can't really criticize it that much. It's just a pain in the ass when you're playing it. Oh yeah. So, have you got any more notes or anything else you want to rip about this game before we wrap it up? Uh, a lot of changes in the Japanese version too. Like, there's there was supposed to be like blood in the title and like like one of the levels that's supposed that's got like this green like Nickelodeon slime shit everywhere. That's supposed to be red. That's supposed to be all blood. And there's supposed to be a bunch of crosses on like the headstones and Dracula's tombstone in the beginning, and they took that out. And there's supposed to be nudity in this game as well. Is there? Uh, the statues in the in that ballroom area, they're they're supposed to be you know a lot less covered up. Uh, well, I suppose what yeah, they were definitely more worried about censorship over probably both ends of the pond. Um, so I can understand with that one, but yeah, fucking let the titties flow, let them flow, let them see them. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, free, free them, uh, free them titties, man. Do, do you know what I was for? We've not a we've not even talked about design because we've we've not talked. It looks awesome, amazing. It, it looks spectacular. Like you could you could play this now and think, you know, if someone brought this out uh, from, some, you know, what would you call it? Retro, not retro game, indie game. And you would think, fuck, this looks quality. Oh, oh yeah, it, it aged extremely well. It has. And it, it basically shows like the power of the Super Nintendo and like really pushing it graphic wise. I thought it looked great. I wasn't any points like there was a bit of stuttering now and again. But again, I can't have a go at it for that. But apart from yeah. that, it looks it looks incredible. And he still, although he jumps and is very slow, he still handles it. The whip handles very well. I think mechanically they've got that down. But as a game, it's a beautiful game. It, I think it's a really good looking game. Yeah, like the like all the like we're not doing those uh those bright oranges and blues from like the old NES games. We're going back to we're going to like dark and gritty, blacks and grays, you know, dark purples, just dark muted colors everywhere. And it just it just looks fantastic. Yeah, it conveyed the mood. I think it conveyed what you were doing. It absolutely put you in that atmosphere. I said when I was a kid, I was too scared to go forward, but I thought it did a really, really good job. And yeah, I suppose the other thing I never actually mentioned was the music. How did Fantastic. I mention the music? Oh, it's it's phenomenal. It is ridiculous. Like that opening tune is when you go into the first going in is is iconic. Oh yeah, yeah, like. Like you've conveyed this idea of like isolation and like danger and all this stuff, which is like one song that's just like three chords at the beginning. That's yeah. that's really all you need, and it it like shits you up, and then you go oh, it and sets in. you up, and then you go and you go in. in the castle, and then Simon's theme kicks in. Oh, I love how when you're fighting Dracula, 
like it's like all like your hell music but then when you get to the final stage his music kicks in again it's like oh my god this is amazing yeah the game's rooting for you yeah the games i come on there's not many games like that i can't think of many games where they start putting the hero's music on i really can't so well that's a nice little touch here because i didn't know it was coming but as soon as i heard it i was like yeah come on Oh man, I, I can't think of like many video games that do like atmosphere like better than Castlevania 4. No, even like modern games. Yeah, and that, that's a hard thing to do. Like, especially horror games, I think were hard. And I know as part of this series, we're doing for like you know, scary games and stuff. And Re- Resident Evil released last week. And, you know, it was. I felt it was only until that generation, like the GameCube era, PS2 era, where they started getting the the atmosphere right. But with this game, they managed to do that. They got the atmosphere bang right, which I thought was very rare in those days. Right. Uh, yeah, because I think another game like like Super Metroid, I think, is another one that like like Castlevania Four gets close to that because Super Metroid, I think, does atmosphere better than any game I've ever played. Yeah, I agree with that. It makes you feel like you're on your own. Like, yeah, it's just yeah. you. It's that It's that little creepy music. Like, if they didn't put the creepy music in the background, you wouldn't have felt it. And it just shows right. you how good music is to basically convey what's going on. Yeah, and then you get, you get your ass kicked by, like, a bird. <laughs> <laughs> imagine that. Imagine his tombstone. How did he die? Oh, um, a bird grazed him. Uh, I fell down some stairs. <laughs> Like, why is it the rule? Like, it annoys me in video games. If I touch an enemy, they they hurt me. Like, if they hit me with something, I get it. But if I did, touch, why do why do they get hurt if they touch me in my muscles? I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to touch a you know a two hundred year old skeleton either. So, uh, you know, is I, that maybe? <laughs> I don't know. I know I'm looking into this a bit too much in video game design, but still bullshit. I should be able to stroke a zombie or stroke a, you know, the Walking Dead shows you could touch them and it's not a problem. It's only when they bite you. That's an issue. Bullshit. I mean, design. you got, yeah, you got this dude who's like, this like super buff, like dude with like a whip. He's like in chain mail and a headband. He's just ready to like kick ass. And then he just touches the skeleton. He falls back like three feet. Correct. See? Bullshit. Absolute bullshit. He's just the pussy. That's what he is. I can't say that to his face because it's 1600s and he'd be dead by now. Yeah, yeah. One of his uh, relatives will be waiting for you in Australia. It's <laughs> Crocodile Dundee. Imagine the um, the Australian Belmonts. That'd be class. It is. It's Crocodile Dundee. I'm just going to say that's it. He is. Yeah. And he's dead as well. So I have to wait for him. It could be. No, who's the. Fucking hell, find the next, the next Aussie Belmonts. Oh, yeah. And he touches one of those spiders over there and he just instantly dies. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me some of the spiders over here like there's the black yeah the funnel web you, do, you don't touch that you seep away so yeah maybe castlevania is the actual because we've got snakes we've got spiders we're all we're all set yeah yeah and uh in new york you just if you didn't get stabbed it was considered a good day <laughs> <laughs> oh new york i freaking love that place managed to get through without you know, stabbing when i went loved it so yeah have you got anything else you want to praise before we wrap this up? Uh, I, I think we're pretty much good. I mean, Castlevania oh, I... 4, it's available on practically any console ever. So just find it and play it. Well, if you had to rate it then out of 10, what would you be giving it? I mean, there are some people out there that think that like Castlevania 4 is better than Symphony and Rondo. So 
Ah, uh, man. Ooh, you got you might that, that, those people. people then. Yeah, those are some. Those are tough numbers, but uh, I, I will say it's out of the classics. It's it's probably one of the best. I, I yeah. still think that like Rondo is still my personal go-to for like classic Castlevania, but four is four is pretty close. Yeah, I I think it's a I think it's a good game. Like I personally, me, I'd score an eight out of ten. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I'm you gonna prefer? I'm gonna give it a seven point five. Seven point five. Well, that's fair enough, isn't it? Well, my friend, I am gonna have to leave you because I need to go take my wife to a car park. But it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Really appreciate you coming on. Hey, thank you for inviting me, man. Oh, anytime. Take care, mate. All right. Peace. And that was Super Castlevania 4 for the Super Nintendo. And thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. Thank you to 8String Fury Gaming. As I said, please, everybody, um, go over to his YouTube and subscribe. I want to see him grow and get over that 1,000 subscriber mark. And until then, I'll see everyone next week. You take care of yourself. My name's been Danny. Bye-bye. <laughs>